racking up strikeouts. He's got 15 strikeouts for Flackney in this game. He's got down. That's strikeout number 16 for Tyler Flackney. This ball game is over. And we're the best goddamn football league in the country. We're the best football, the best football league in the goddamn country. Period. Cheers. Welcome back to another episode of HRL Touch Em All Podcast. I'm your host, Stash. And joined by my co-host, Sanchez, who has been gone for what seems to be a while. Or Many... Been- Many weeks I have been gone. I, I have taken an extended vacation. Yes, you were in Mexico, and then uh, you had your birthday. So uh, that was a big deal. Month. Yeah. yeah, it was hard to describe to you or explain to you how there was many days of uh, excess drinking going to be scheduled for my <laughs> birthday as a forty-one-year-old to be like uh, that was that was hard to schedule around. So I'm yeah, back. Perfect. Perf- Everyone understands. I, I will try to be back for as many of these as I can. Um, so, yeah, here we are. Let's go. Yeah, we, we definitely need your insight on the Egan side and also your uh, knowledge of the league, too. Because <laughs> if you have me doing that, I'm going to be struggling. Oh, that's uh, fine. It's fine. Yeah. But let's get into the milestones. Uh, I've only gotten two from what I saw. Howell got her 100th hit. And then... Ooh. He got his 200th career home run. So congratulations to those two. Those are the two I saw. I assumed you touched base on all of them last week as well. I haven't listened to the podcast yet. My bad. I I believe I have, um, or at least the ones that I saw um, from social media. So like I said, the the only way that we're ever going to know about milestones is if you post it on there and we catch it on social media. So if you want us to shout you out, just make sure that you are uh, doing that. Yeah, send it our way, whether whatever way you need to text, social media, Twitter, tweet at us, like, but you got to hit us up so we can call it out on the podcast because as much as we try to keep an eye on them, it is hard to keep an eye on all of them because there is an S load of people in the league (laughs) and there's an S load of milestones coming up every week now. So we want to call you out. We want to give you your props. So help us help you with that. So tell your captains. Keep an eye on it. Um, yeah, that's all I got. Yeah. All right. And then question of the week. What movie can you watch over and over again without getting tired of? Uh, I can and have watched the movie Fight Club over and over and over. Um, I don't know what that says about my psyche, but as a young 20 to 30 some male, when it was being played and came out and still relevant it really hit hard with us um it's a great book as well uh, i love the author chuck Palahniuk, who wrote it um and then david fincher who is an excellent director did some movies like seven and the game fight club uh he directed the big hollywood version of the girl who um with a dragon tattoo anyway he's done a lot of stuff you would know social media and all that social media uh the facebook movie but anyway he's a great director it was an awesome movie for me it came at the right time 
And I watched it a ton of times. I could watch it to this day over and over and just have it in the background and not be tired of it. What about yeah. you? What's a good movie for you? Um, I, I'm also going to get a lot of flack for this, but I've never watched Fight Club. Dude, you didn't know The Temptations? And now you don't have watched Fight Club? <laughs> just this uh... last week, Vlade got on me for not knowing The Temptations. Now I'm going to hear from everybody for not watching Fight Club. <laughs> it's Brad Pitt and Ed Norton. Meatloaf is in the GD thing. Oh, oh. man. Yeah, that, can I, that's... Can I cool. send you some money to like <laughs> rent it tonight or like whatever you need to do? I don't know what streaming service it's on, but like you need to watch it. Like uh, Maybe I'll get there, maybe. Oh, I don't know if I can go on. This is sad. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite movie. Uh, okay. Yeah. Lay uh, it for... on me. What's your, what's your show? <laughs> My mine would have to be uh, Miracle. I, I can watch that over and over again. I, I've always loved oh. hockey, um, and then watching that, like going to detail about how the team was formed, being the underdog, going up against the USSR. All what that. team do you play for? The United States of America. Yeah, like I, I bet a bunch of those people on that line really wish they had thought of that I played for the USA before my college, before they all had to throw up and like almost die <laughs> running skate suicides back and forth. That's what we yeah. used to call them. I, I never skated them, but I used to run them in basketball. But like, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, I, think right. they're, I think they're now called Herbies for hockey. Well, players. that makes sense. <laughs> that makes sense. Like he really drove that in everyone's heart there. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so that that that's my movie. Um, yeah, can you at least tell me you've heard of the director David Fincher? No, he he directed Moneyball. Have you heard of any of these movies? Have you watched I, any I, of these I've movies? I've watched Moneyball. Yes, <laughs> actually, I don't know if he directed it or not, or if he was a producer. This this sucks. I'm sorry, we're derailed <laughs> see, already. See, this is why this is why we're good. Is because we have two completely different tastes. And it, it just works out perfectly for a podcast. That this like, is why you you and me are there's, doing it. There's some there's some just like things in life that you need. All right, so he didn't direct Moneyball, but I'm pretty sure he was a part of it. But like Bennett Miller, something called Bennett Miller directed Moneyball. Ah, wow! You just do, do yourself a favor, Fight Club it up. All right, okay. can can you promise me at some point in your life you'll watch Fight Club? No, I can I can try. <laughs> Uh, but that's all I ask. That's all I ask, folks. Thank you for tuning in. This has been another edition of Touch Them All Nature of Podcast. Uh, all right. All right. Home run check for uh, this last week. I still suck. <laughs> we didn't play this week. So, okay. So, no. I don't know if you meant last week. I hit two. I hit one. Well, you, you, since, since the last time you've been on the podcast, <laughs> since the last you? time on the podcast. <laughs> Yeah, this last month, I hit one against Shirls and the Hops, and then I hit one against um, Haas. I okay. think it was Haas. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Haas and Shirls. I hit one in each in each game. So I am up to the big total of... God, is that it? 17? All right. Well, no, that's not it. That's career sack numbers. My bad. I think I'm up to 19. But yeah, I hit some, and it's not as much as I want, but I'm still happy I hit some. Where are you at? Uh, I hit two this last week, uh, nice. both against Thor and the Blue Sox. So Eddie Bauer was correct on me getting off the schneid 
um, this week for my home run things, but uh, it's a daunting task the next couple of weeks. So we'll see if it continues. Um, I think I am up to 23 on the year. Oh, you face the aces and then the grasshoppers and then the rumble ponies to finish the year out. That is. Oh yeah. Rough. Just a, just a cupcake schedule. Oh man, that sucks. <laughs> Yeah. No offense to the aces, <laughs> grasshoppers, and rumble ponies, but like, I mean, rumble ponies, you got it coming to you after all the oh. trash talk on Twitter. I, I mean, didn't like, trash talk. <laughs> no, no, not you, them. Like, oh, yes, gotcha. Like, let's okay. be big boys. Let's pull our pants off and let's know the rules before we go into a game instead of having to rely on stash. Whoa, whoa. Oh, okay. Okay. I was okay. I thought you were coming. No, no, I'm not trashing it. you. <laughs> I'm just like, let's, let's. Let's know a few things I mean, before we go into it. To be fair, it is worded in the rule book that a ball hit over the hits line will be considered a hit, but later sure. on, about two or three lines down, it then also states that a ball hit on the line counts as a hit. Hey, you know what? That that document could change next week. It doesn't matter. I don't I don't even know who controls that, but yeah. The big point here is that you face the aces and the grasshoppers. Yeah, and the back. Aces coming off of a loss, their first loss, oh, so you know they're yeah. not going to want to take another one. I'd suggest getting their radar gun out often and early because uh, Dumpy's going to be a little ramped up. Uh, so. Yeah, yeah. Don't. We'll see don't if the worry. win's in his favor this week. Yeah, but, yeah. Ho- hopefully, it's blowing out because you know that's when he <laughs> loses, um, or that's when he lost. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, I mean, he lost in the All Star game as well. Don't forget about that. I wasn't there, but I did hear from my teammates how it went down. So, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I got a good play-by-play about how Dumpy lost. <laughs> yeah. Well, he, Dumpy did, wasn't the only one that lost. It was the entire Hopkins team, but Dumpy did take the L on the mound. I'm sure Franklin took the W on the sidelines, though, for the Egan. Oh, yeah, because, you know, he, he predicted it. So, obviously, he, <laughs> he has to take the W. For sure, for sure. But. All right, so let's get into the main topic of what this episode is about, and this is who we think our frontrunners are for the awards, um, end-of-year awards. I've marked down a couple people for each um, award, so this isn't necessarily who I think is there. This is who I think should be considered. Obviously, there's going to be people that are off um, my list. So, again, if you think somebody is there... Let everybody know on Twitter. That's how everything kind of is working this year. It seems like a lot more people are saying, hey, look at this guy. This is what should have been or who you should have voted for and whatnot. So um, make sure that if you think somebody's deserving of an award, make sure that everybody knows. Just don't sit back there and just watch it happen. Don't watch it happen and then complain later how your guy wasn't uh, considered. Because we're definitely learning that you know, Twitter can be the uh, the strong motivator for this stuff. Um, let's get it out there. Like, and, and I have no problem, and I readily encourage the teams to get out there and promote their guys. So get on your, your team Twitter channel and just say, like, hey, this is our guy. This is what he's done this year. He should be Yellow Slammer. He should be Cy Wiffle. He should be Most Improved, whatever. Like, let's get that information out there and spread it around. And if we see it, we'll, we'll start chatting it up, too. Like, I, right. I'm not going to say one guy needs to be Yellow Slammer or MVP, but, like, I will promote a few guys here and there who we see. But, um, yeah, 
I, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with a team trying to promote it and say like, hey, this guy's been overlooked. Yeah. And you shouldn't. So Exactly. Yep. So uh, let's start it off with our Fun Star Award. Uh, so actually how this is going to work is I, I'm just going to do Hopkins. You're just going to do Egan just because yeah. um, you've seen more of the Egan side. I've seen more of the Hopkins side. So um, that way it makes it a lot easier. We don't have to do double the work to try to figure out uh, what oh, yeah. the other city yeah. should be. So, And no matter what we say, we won't get it right in the end either. So oh, just ne- keep, we, keep we, that in mind. But like, we yeah, we're, we're going to cover our own cities and have a good time with it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so who do you have as your uh, fun star? My fun star, and I mentioned it going into the All-Star Week and that voting too, um, I'm sticking with Palpatine. The dude shows up, he has a good time. Every time I see him out on the field, it brings a smile to my face that like, you know, I'm, I don't want to play the old card too much, but like he comes out at his age and some of us are definitely the same age as his kid and such. And he's still putting up, you know, decent numbers, helping his team win. And it makes me happy. And like, you don't love him or hate him. It, he's a fun star in my book. Okay. I know he didn't get onto the, like the all-star night fun stars, but like, I think that's, uh, it's instead of looking for the campiness and like, Oh, what sort of shenanigans does he bring week to week? It's just a good feel good story. And it's, you know, warms my wiffle heart to see yeah. Palpatine coming out every week. And he's played 29 games. He's played more games than I have this year. So hats All off. Right. Yeah. Uh, for me, I would say basically anybody that was voted into the fun star game over in Hopkins, obviously there's a reason why, uh, but my top two, I would say would be Eddie Bauer and the Mart um, Eddie Bauer, just because of the commitment he has the passion that he has for the game of wiffle ball to make sure everybody's having fun is second to none. And then on top of that, uh, Mart also is the kind of the same way. Uh, he might not be that go getter for the league to have fun, but like I said, he, he, every single time you're at the rinks, he has a smile on his face, whether they're losing, whether they're winning, he's always wanting to interact with the other players, the other teams, and just have a good time and just build that camaraderie with within the league. So uh, those two are my two uh, top two fun star. Yeah, I can't argue with either one of those, having played against those guys for a while. Uh, the Mart, not quite as much, but I still you know saw him at the, the fields quite a bit here and there from the years. But uh, yeah, no, I think those are solid choices. Yeah. All right. How about the Sultan of Suck? I don't like that award. Um, we've talked a little bit about it off camera. I didn't spend a ton of time looking for it. I, if for me, when it comes down to the voting, like when real voting comes around and I'm looking at this, I might vote for it. I think you can actually leave it blank. Um, and I know that's like the, the weak sauce way to go about it with folks, but, um, I don't know. Maybe now I will look for like who had the least amount of home runs per plate appearance, and maybe that's how I'll find my vote for Salt and Suck if I have to have it. Otherwise, it used to be like, oh, the I don't even know the guy who was the least improved from last year. Maybe that would be it. So like, who do you vote for? Yeah, it, it's tough. I, I 
I'm also in the same boat as that. I hate this award. Um, I think at this point it's more of a shtick than it is actually voting for the worst player in the city. Well, um, it's, it's probably the hardest one to like compare year to year because you have to pull up last year's. Well, that's even just saying if you want to make it la- uh, least improved, but I don't know. It it's almost to the point where like you have to have a vendetta against a person to vote for him. Right. And I'm not. I'm not trying to make enemies in the league or anything like that. But like, I don't. Maybe people will take it much more lightheartedly than I think they would. But at the same time, if I ever want salt in the suck, and you guys, yo, go out and vote for me this year for salt and suck if you want to, and that'll be fine, and I'll take it on the chin as always. But like, uh, I don't know if if just think about it. If you were to win salt in the suck, what would that make you feel? Like, what's that getting us in the wiffle ball league anymore? Like, should we just come up with a different? a different uh, award or what it should be, but uh, I don't know. Right. That or we'd just give it to Toonses, my buddy. Let's go. Yeah, Toonses, so, it's, your, it's your award. I'm going to vote for you. <laughs> yeah, so for me, I actually uh, decided that I'm going to create a new award instead of voting for Sultan of Suck on the podcast. Um, I'm doing the Veteran Award. Um, I haven't quite figured out how I want to define it. Uh, what qualifies sure. you for it? I was thinking maybe three years within the league and then also being over a certain age limit to get you there. So that way it's not necessarily geared towards the younger players that are having or who are in their athletic prime or whatever it is. So sure. um, I wanted to kind of give it more towards like the OGs of the league or the older guys that have been in the league for a while. Um, to try and get them recognition for what they've done for the league and for how they are performing at their age. Um, so with that being said, I had Kmart, who was having a great year um, this year compared to recent our recent history. Um, I'm having Thor also on there, and then also Vlade on my list for the Veteran Award. Okay. Yeah, if if we're going down that line, and which I I like, I would uh, I just mentioned his name like offhand just because he's a buddy. Tunes's uh, has definitely improved since last year with his numbers. I, I like that. I would promote him. Um, I'd also promote um, Schnugans for the Marlins and Newt from the Marlins. Like those would be my big three for like the HRL Veteran Award if we had something like that. Like. Just awesome. the commitment to the league, playing in it for multiple years. Um, the fact that Tunes has played on multiple teams. He's captained multiple teams. Snookins yeah. and Newt have been around for years and years, and they've played tons of games. Yeah, I, it, it's it's nice to recognize these guys versus just trying to find someone who sucks this year and be like, oh, ha, 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 look at how bad you were this year. Yeah. Do better. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I, I don't know if we could maybe make a push for the veteran, get rid of Salt and the Suck. We'll see what happens. Um, see what the league thinks about the new award. Um, uh, all right, let's move on to the Cust Award. Um, I believe this is the most tryhard who gives it all on the field. Is that correct? Uh, that's, yeah, I think so. That's a good way to describe it. Like, leave it all in the field. Bloods, blood, guts, and glory. Trying to help your, you know, your team win at all costs. That was kind of the idea behind it. Um, 
the history behind it, I don't know if you know why it's called the Cust Award. It used to be called something different, but um, there was an Oakland A's MLB player named Jack Cust. Uh, you probably never heard of him, but he, he was like a meddling MLBer who is probably more like quad A, you know, those guys who can't quite make it in the major leagues, but they're too good for triple A. Uh, every time they brought him up, he would hit a couple bombs and then just tank and then they have to send him down and he just rake. But um, somehow or another, we'd have to get Sheryl's on for this one, but we, we started calling it the cust award and, but yeah, it, it really came down to the try hard, like not in a negative way, but like who who lays it all on the line, willing to bleed a little bit for their team, shows up every week, just really tries to rally their team. So that's kind of the award there. Okay. So who do you have on your list? Oh, so for Egan, um, I have a hard time giving it to anyone but Rocket for the Yankees. He's to me, he's kind of like the heart and soul of the team. Um, as their, I don't even know if he's the captain, but to me, he's always going to be their captain, just as the the old man on the team putting it all together. But that guy will come out; his arm might be hanging on by a thread. He'll still come out and try to pitch a shutout against you. He runs the base hard, hits aggressively. Yeah, Rocket, Rocket's just my man. He's he's the he's the guy for the the customer for me. Okay. How about yeah. for you and Hopkins? Uh, so I'm going to have to do Psych, Dumpy, and B-Squared. Um, Psych and Dumpy are one of the younger guys within the league, and they're on the same team. And, I mean, it, it shows when you're at the field that they're not going to take losing, and they're going to try everything in their power to win the game, and they've only lost one. So yeah, uh, they're, they're, <laughs> they're doing a good job at trying to win that award. Um, and then... B squared. I, I, I see the same thing. He's a little more relaxed than the other two, um, but he's he's out there every single week, um, doing whatever he can for his team. Obviously, we saw it on Twitter defending his team and whatnot. So, oh for sure. Um, I, I think he also needs to be considered within the cust award. Not yeah, and and a good way to look for these things, folks, is like games played versus games available. Yeah. Um, you know, folks who have the guys who have never missed a game, like the, they're making it their priority to be there. Right? It's it's pretty easy in this day and age to miss two, three games here and there, whether you want to or not. It's just that's just life. But like, you start certain by games played, and I'm looking at it right now. I got Rocket, Z Dog, Neutron, Torpedo, and Egan all with 32 games played for the Yankees. Like that's the top four. Yeah. Um, and then it's some, you know, hater tunes HOV and Hondi for a few teams, but like, yeah, you're, you're trying, you're showing up every week, you're making the commitment and you're trying to make your team better and try and help the team win. So yeah, I can see that. Right. Good. All right. I think this is a loaded question for you, but, uh, who's your rookie of the year over in Egan? Oh, geez. Um, I think we might have to go with Scrabble. <laughs> just, just a hunch. Um, yeah. I don't know if anyone's been watching the Scrabble Sweet Stakes with uh, the Braves, but he's the real deal, guys. Um, we didn't know what we were getting with him, but what we got was a very good hitter, a very good pitcher, and an awesome dude. So... Uh, he's got a home with the Braves as long as he wants. We're we're hoping he wants to stay with us for a while. But um, yeah, 
it, it, it's above and beyond what we were hoping and expecting. So I think he's kind of running away with it for Egan. I don't know if you've looked at Egan and seen anything else that I'm missing. I'm sure there's some other rookies that need shout out, but the fact that he plays on my team and like he walked off with the all-star MVP, that just, that's a, a lot to me that says, you know, he's doing pretty well. Right. And, and I think the only other people that could con- maybe contend would be the trash pandas. But the only issue there mm-hmm. is that they're just relatively new to the league where they're not getting the games played. So you can't really consider them as of right now. And Scrabble has been here since day one of the league for this season. So um, it's tough you, not to give it to them. You do have you do have um, me off from the right, the Rough Riders, who's having a good season. Um, I, thought, and, I thought he was here last year. Was he? I thought uh, so. When you when you sort by rookies, he he and Hondi both show up when you sort by rookies, and I wasn't sure about those guys. Okay, Hondi was the Hondi is a rookie th- this year. I I, I thought Miaf was last year as well because I thought he played against us. Well, if if like I was gonna say, let's see here, let's look up career stats. Yeah, Mihoff shows up for three games last year, so I guess it depends on what uh, your what definition. You qualify, yeah. So like three games is probably legit, but like uh, Hondi, um, his stats are legit too. So if I had to like, if I'm given the, uh, those would be the three. Like I know Pablo has been doing a good amount for the the Marlins too, but I guess my top three are Scrabble, Mihoff, and Hondi. Hondi leads most of the rookies in a lot of offensive stats right now, but um, there's a few weeks left to go in the season, and I feel like Scrabble's going to have his say with a lot of that too, plus pitching yeah. too. So yeah, and that's why you're doing Egan because I completely forgot about Hondi and uh, Pablo. <laughs> right, right, right. Well, yeah. and, you know, you got Keeks reroute for the pandas, Gonzo for the lug nuts, like. They're all out there. It's just yeah. if what their numbers are putting up. It's it's hard for some folks to come in as a rookie and do well, um, especially if it's just like backyard toss the ball uh, with a ball as your background. But um, I think we're finding more and more folks that we're actually like being kind of competitive in their backyard games. So it's an easier transition into our game. And if that's not what you had, like that's not what Chops and I had when we came in. Like our background was just lob ball. Yeah. But uh, you know, you eventually adapt. So who's yeah. to say that Hondi or Mihoff won't be winning Yellow Slammer the next two years? So Exactly. But uh I will say if Scrabble does win rookie of the year, I want to be part of that because I kind of uh led him to- towards you. So uh, <laughs> I, I want I want a little bit of credit. <laughs> We can give you credit. Like uh, <laughs> we, we tried to vet them as best we could, um, sending out messages to a bunch of folks. But uh, I'll be honest, until we saw him play, we all thought it was kind of a joke against the Braves. <laughs> like Everyone was telling us how good he was going to be, and we were like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, all right, let's see him play, and then we'll yeah. see if the joke's on us. But no, he's he has been all that and more that we could have yeah. expected. So, yeah. like. Like I said, we hope Scrabble wants to play with us for years and years. So, Josh, if you're listening to this, don't don't be tempted by those youngins. Stay with us. We can do this together. Hopefully, give me a cup. <laughs> oh, give me give me give Sanchez's cup. 
Tops and Sanchez <laughs> need, need some help. We need someone else to win it for us. Yeah. At this yeah. age, we, yeah. we missed our opportunities. We had their shots, but we missed them. So, yeah. All right. All right. Let's hear yours, rookie of the year. We got, we got, we got Hopkins. a lot of rookies over at Hopkins. Oh. Uh, so we got the entire Blue Wahoos. We got half of the grasshoppers. <laughs> um, but my top three would be Jake from the Grasshoppers having an unreal hitting year. Um, batting does seem pretty good. Uh, batting mid three hundreds, I want to say, and right around twenty home runs. Uh, we have Skull also in my top of the rookies for the Blue Wahoos. Um, he's missed a couple games recently, but his stats are the best hit hitting. Uh, for the Blue Wahoos, everybody else is uh, kind of struggling, even though that they're starting to win some games. So I'm kind of curious at how that's been turning around for them. Maybe that's something I need to dive a little bit more into, why why the Wahoos are winning, and yet their hitting stats are struggling. Um, yeah. And then the, my last one on the list is Smith Dog. Um Kind of taking the league by storm by getting voted in for fielder of the year. Uh, not fielder of the year. Uh, fielder for the all-star game. So oh. uh, those are my top three. Can you explain to me why the Blue Wahoos have like a softball team and a half <laughs> on their roster? Because they struggle to get people into or str- struggle to get people to the games. Yeah, you guys need to um, wrap that up and figure out a roster for next year. Enough I mean, this, they, they, like... they they usually have like a core five, but all of a sudden... Core five? That's a team! <laughs> well, that's the thing is that half the time, two well, of those Mickey, guys can't show up. So... I'm sorry, but that tells me you don't need... Uh, little Nicki Minaj showing up to your game. Well, like, he, was, <laughs> he was supposed to be part of their core five and then decides not to ever respond to the text messages. So, oh, I blew Wahoos. I almost called you Yahoos. I, I feel like I've met some of you at Fridley Factors, but I already don't like you guys. I'm just going to say <laughs> that right here, right now. Like, this is the new beef. Braves, yeah. Blue Wahoos beef right here. Too many guys in your roster. Yeah, I mean it's not your issue. You never play them, so it... oh no, no. <laughs> well, next year we'll play one game, and they'll be all like, "I'm gonna get that guy." And I'm like, "Hey, you only have five guys in your roster now. I like you." And then yeah. they'll get a little awkward for them. But <laughs> this twelve man roster, like that's that's Un- a little like, unheard of. What, that's that's almost Bears esque. Right what happens when they all all twelve of them decide to vote for shorts for MVP? And Shorts has played 23 games and hit 16 home runs. Like, don't get me wrong, that's fine, but that's yeah. a lot of votes for MVP. Like, right. I'm pretty sure a lot of them are even on the email list or whatever oh, or oh, registered. Yeah. So, yeah, I was saying a there's a loophole. <laughs> sure. All right. If you, if you qualify for playoffs, you can vote. <laughs> oh, is that what it is? No, they, they, there oh. should be a cap limit, but yeah. They probably should. Yeah. I feel like I've lost a few, a few awards that way. Anyway, all right. All most right. improved. I think this is probably the hardest one to pick. Yeah, can you or, go first this time? Yeah, I, I can do this one. Actually, I think this isn't the hardest one. I think Sticky Paw is the hardest one. Uh, sticky Paw, you just name a person. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> yeah, that's why, that's why it's, it's hard. It's a throwaway award. <laughs> who plays off? Who plays defense? 
Hopkins. <laughs> but anyways, most improved. I have Paperboy. Um, I know that I have already started petitioning for him. Isn't that your brother? Of... That let's is my be, brother. Yep. Let's yep. Uh, let's let's lay it all all on the line here. That's your brother. <laughs> it is, but I mean. I I've showed him the stats, like the career stats compared to the other his last year. It's he's having just as good of a hitting year as I am, and I'm having a pretty decent year if you think about it. You are, you are, you're so, you're selling yourself short many times on the podcast about the year you're having, but um, yeah. So yeah. so I I feel when you are hitting three thirty three having 19 home runs, 42, almost leading the entire team in the hitting category. You, you should be considered it after having a year like last year where he was batting 220 or 230 with only three home runs and 16 RBIs. For sure. And the, it's uh, and, and, and the thing to keep an eye out there, so like this is the thing I, I like to say. Uh, these are This is a great uh, page to look at for folks about this. It's like, all right. Look at the strikeouts and the walks. They are almost identical to last year's stats with the same number of games played, same number of at-bats, but the home runs have... I, what's seven? Septupled? No. <laughs> six to six. It's like you've, you've improved by times six and one. Your RBIs are way up. Your hits are up by almost 20. It's like there is a lot more going on there. Like you're, you've played the same number of games, but suddenly the output is so much better. And sometimes it takes that rookie year to struggle just yeah. to find your way, like to kind of figure out what's going on with hitting in this league. And yeah, I, I'm looking at these stats. I think Paperboy's a solid choice. Like, yep. yeah, there's still some games left to be played. And um, I, I would be hard pressed to find someone else in Hopkins to vote for over that. But yep, uh, I do have three other names also. Sure, no, you have uh, <laughs> Kmart. Um, yes, compared to years past, his pitching is way better. So I had to give him his props for his pitching performance, being on that team and doing what he's doing compared to last year. Um, another name was Johnny. Manziel, uh, your teammate in MNWA. Johnny. Love Johnny. Yeah, he's kind of dipped down the second half where uh, he's not getting quite the wins that he was beforehand. And then my last one would be B squared. Um, His hitting compared to last year is just as good as Paperboy's. I think uh, B squared had better overall numbers, but not by much. So um, B squared's hitting has changed it's almost night and day from last year. So I think those are the four for that I would consider to be most improved from last year. All right. So I, I, I appreciate all those names, but I'm going to, I'm going to throw out a name that's probably going to be popular or at least hopefully popular on your list for some upcoming votes. But, um, air bud, I got to throw his name out there for most improved. Like just cause you were decent last year, if you take it to the next level this year, I think you should be in the conversation for it. And I think he's taking it to the next level. Yeah, I, for, for me, the issue that I have with him is that his numbers aren't quite as drastic as the other guys. Oh, sure. So for that's sure. why I can't really 
Yeah, um, yeah. Like right now, he you know, for anyone who's not looking, like his home run totals have gone from like twenty to twenty nine right now. Uh, RBIs have jumped, but that's a lot of team based stuff. But um, pitching seven wins to ten wins and all that, but right. pitching more, more hitting. You, you, so some of these you can just look like look at like he's got more at bats and more innings pitched, so it's going to be um, a little. His his numbers are obviously going to be higher, but I think we're going to get into it later. Hopefully, about what kind of year he's having. So yeah, yeah. So that, that that's the reason why I yep. left him off is just because of the fact that his numbers aren't as drastic as these other guys. Sure. Um, for me on the Egan side, because we haven't touched on that yet, right? Correct. Uh, the big name that stuck out to me that I wanted to point out was actually a veteran. Um, Hater. Hater um, has just like, he had a down year last year, but he has bounced back in such a big way to the point where like, he's even getting some yellow slammer love for me uh, this year. So he, he is the big one as a most improved that side. I, Plus, I would. He's doing pitching. Yeah. What? I, I I would like to call. Uh, I did call that at the beginning of the year. Oh, oh <laughs> re, you're taking re, a you're re, taking a victory lap here. <laughs> Rewind <laughs> it, please. Go back to that one. Uh, <laughs> Definitely call that one. Hopefully, I didn't call myself because uh, <laughs> I have way down this year compared to last year. But uh, yeah, no. Uh, um, yeah, haters a big one. I want to say. Yeah, no, that's my big one. I I didn't do like uh, a huge list like you did. I didn't take a lot of time for that. I just thought we were doing kinds of onesies here, but like, yeah, I'm just gonna give Hater the love. So, Sounds moving good. on. Yep, and to Sticky Paw, which is what I said beforehand, probably the most difficult one to vote for, just because you have to be there to see people field other or see it on the highlights, and yeah. it's, it's not the easiest one to know, just because. If you look at the stats, yeah, you can have a whole bunch of putouts and zero errors, but how many of those are you really trying hard for? Are, well, are and we've like also noticed that there are plays? Some, we've also found that there are some teams that don't mark errors as readily as other teams, so we don't actually know if those total chances and putouts are accurate when we get on the website. True, true. So... For me, I'm just going to stick up, stick with uh, my fielders for the All Stars. So that's going to be Mippy and Smith Dog. Um, yeah, I don't think I can go far from the Wish and uh, Hove. Really, uh, right. Wish Hove and Rocky. Like uh, having watched all those guys play in and out, you know, e- each week. It's yeah, they're they're the elite fielders. There's a few here and there. Sully Sully should get a shout out for the Bears. For what he does on the field too, but like, yeah, it's it's those guys. Yeah, they're doing it right. I'm I I might like okay, so like I might have a really good fielding percentage, but I'm not making the fancy plays like those other right. guys are. So right. like, that's that's the hard way to look at this stuff unless you see them. Exactly, so. you you can't see the hustle outs on oh, the, on the website, and I'm. I might hustle, but I just can't get to the ball, <laughs> the same ball that like Matt can, you know, <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah, he, 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 you put us in a foot race and he'll be five <laughs> feet down the line farther than I will off of the bat, you know? So, yeah. And that's fine. That's his, yeah. that's his strength. I mean, he's, he's also younger than you. Got to remember. Uh, 
I guess. All right. So yellow slammer now. Yes. Yellow slammer. Yep. Uh, over on the Hopkins side, I have nightmare psych Airbud, and taco taco sneaking up there because of his last probably month where he has gone absolutely nuclear. Um, nightmare unbelievable hitting right now um then evan and airbud like we we touched on airbud beforehand yep um what is it 29 home runs leading the league yeah, he, he's leading the league in home runs and rbis and runs scored so like right. he's doing the offensive things that you need to do to make your team win exactly and so um him taco is right behind him in the home runs um not quite there with oh no he's right there with him with the average so taco oh, yeah. right behind him there uh nightmare is batting 431 with 20 home runs 55 rbis um and then uh psych is batting 429 with 19 home runs. Very similar to Nightmare, just more RBIs. But again, that's a team stat, basically. Um, so yeah, I, I think those four are the leading candidates for um, Yellow Slammer over in Hopkins. I, I gotta love the strikeout rate by Psych that he puts up every year. His strikeout rate, you, you start going on that um, that Hopkins side here, and everyone's putting up good numbers, good numbers, good numbers. And then, but then, like, the strikeout rate is like 3.9, 4.5, 4.0, 4.7. And then Sykes is like 7.9. He only strikes out every eight at bats. I'm just like, you just double yeah. every other league leader. Like, that's amazing. Yeah, that, so, that's, that's almost probably once a night. That'd be nice. <laughs> as, as someone who's going to get this, their, 1,000th career strikeout here in the next week or two. That, that sounds nice. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I definitely can see that. Um, on the Egan side, we're doing Yellow Slammer, right? Still? Correct, yep. Uh, the ones that jump out to me, Epstein for the vibes. Uh, he's having a great year. Power and average. Uh, he's hitting over 400 right now. With a 490 OBP and 26 home runs, that's leading the uh, Egan side. Hove for the or HOV. I don't know how you like to say it in your in your side of the world, but um, he's leading in Egan in runs scored with 64, also tied with 26 home runs, 70 RBIs. I mean, you know that's a team stat, but it it all helps. But um, that's up there. Um, I've also got Hater in the conversation. You're going to hear Hater's name a lot in this on this podcast for me um, for these. But um, he's been up there in home runs for most of the year, along with you know runs and RBIs. So, but I guess I would say right now I think Epstein and Hover kind of taking it over just based off of the stats that I'm seeing so far. Um, there's still a few weeks here, so. I think some surprise names might pop up here and there, but um, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if either one of those two took it. Yep, yep, and I mean, two great guys that have been doing it all year too. So yeah, and really, just like if those guys don't do it, there are other guys on your team that can help and carry the weight. But you know, they're they're helping to win games week in and week out. So 
Right. That's a big deal to me. Like if you're, if you're helping like elevate your team and just getting wins for them, that's a pretty big deal. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Cy Wiffle. Well, we can start an Egan for that. Um, I'd pretty straightforward. Pretty straightforward <laughs> here. There's a few names, but uh, no, there isn't. It's it's Doctor Seuss. It's Zach. Uh, he's ten and one right now. Sixty four innings pitched and a two point twenty four ERA. And for those of you out there that don't know, he does have the radar gun set up for himself every game, every pitch. So. Uh, he is 100% legit this year. Well, as legit as those radar guns get, but Zach is is doing his damnedest to stay within the rules. So um, no more excuses of, against him with that. He, <laughs> I don't know, he's leading the league in the ERA. He's the, the city in wins. He's leading the city in shutouts. It's, it, it's a pretty dominating force right now. So if, I mean, you got to vote for what, three guys? for Cywiffle. So if it happens to be another name, we know that there's some collusion within a team that's just against Zach. So yeah. I would already like to say here on August 7th, 2022 that Zach, congratulations as the <laughs> Egan uh, Cywiffle. And if you don't get it, we will have an in-depth look into the voter fraud. Uh, <laughs> what number Cywiffle would that be for him? Oh. Gosh, Ten? Is it five, six, seven? I don't. I don't remember. Like, I know it's recorded somewhere, but yeah, it's a I, lot. Give me about two seconds here. Yeah, I. It would be some... number ten. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, it's well deserved. He shows up year in, year out, and does it. And this is—he's been playing since two thousand six. So, yeah. He's been at it for a while, and he's been really, really good for a long while. And now that he's got the radar gun on him the entire time, to me, it just makes it that much more impressive. Like you, you right. can't have those. Yeah, and I'm not saying he was ever cheating before, but like that's not what I'm getting at, folks. But it's it's the idea of that if you don't have the radar gun on you, and it's O2, and you've got a guy at third base with under two outs, like you might amp it up whether you know it or not. Like it's right. just adrenaline. That's that's not calling anyone out. Anyone can do that. Even me who can't throw that hard, like I can still amp it up if I have to or need to. Like you 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 don't know what the adrenaline's gonna do to you in the moment to try to win. So like yeah. I I see all his side whiffles as being le- completely legit and this one is just like more icing on the cake. A very, very, very big cake of Cywiffle. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. So, Zach, you're welcome. I, I hope this podcast makes you very happy because <laughs> I don't like pitchers. Um, I like you as a person, but like I hate pitching, and it should be offense only. But uh, congrats, you're really good at what you do. Yes. Um, Hopkins is not that straightforward. Uh, I got five names on this list. And All it right. could easily be more. Um, nightmare. I have him because he is twelve and one. He doesn't have oh. the ERA like everybody else. But when you're twelve and one, leading the league, le- well, not the league, the city in wins by two. That means something. Um, he's also missed, I think, one week, so that could have been also another W right there for him, another win. Um, you also got to consider Dumpy. Nine and one, a one point two ERA 
with the wind blowing in. Um, I think he, he's only given up 11 runs, seven shutouts. That's a lot of wind. Yeah, yeah. Heavy, save. heavy wind blowing save. in. Oh, man. Like, how do you get that much wind every week? Every wind. And, it, it, and it, it's weird because it's only during his games. So, yeah. Like, but. And then I got uh, WebGem and Psych. They're pretty inter- interchangeable. Uh, ERAs are very similar. WebGem has one more win than Evan, uh, but he has one more game started than him. So, uh, you could interchange those ones, but Evan does have the better batting average against uh, almost by 50 points. Oh, sure. Yeah. We're um, really diving into it on your side. Wow. That's good. <laughs> well, when you, got, <laughs> when you have so many people that are, like, can be like, considered, you got to find the nuances as to why somebody is being where they are and the differences. I, I, in everything, I get so. it. I'm looking at the leaderboard right now and I'm trying like between them and I'm trying to find this and that. And yeah, right. And that so gives up a few less hits than web gem. So, right. And then uh, my last one on here is Air Jordy. Uh, the ponies found him oh, mid-season. Don't, don't you don't have to give in to them just because you had a Twitter war with them. You know what? <laughs> I don't like your attitude. All right, you can cut I mean, me off. <laughs> <laughs> He's seven and two as a two point two ERA. Oh, it's um, good. As has the best <laughs> strikeout rate. In a game per six by any other pitcher in Hopkins. Um, yeah, you could go down to JC, who is seven and one as a 2.7, but Jordy has the better uh, numbers overall, besides maybe like the walks or whatever. But I mean, he, he he's pitching just as good as every other pitcher out there. Um, you, it, it's, it's really weird because this year in Hopkins, it seems like there's a lot of three man rotations. So hmm. everybody's kind yeah. of on that same level opposed to seeing the days where you have the same two pitchers week in and week out. Yeah. Which I feel like that's been the recipe for the league for years is two pitchers get find two uh, decent to elite pitchers and just ride them as far yeah. as you can go. So like, what do you, how do you like, okay. So like, I know this wasn't on the list, but like, how do you feel that's going to play out in the playoffs? Does that, that mean that's the thing? I, I'm curious at with those teams that are playoff bound, have they already discussed who's yeah. pitching, who's going to be the workhorse or whatnot? I can only imagine that the Mets are going to be riding Taco, not going to be waiting so. until the World Series to throw him. Well, um, my thoughts are too like do you start setting up rules for your pitchers like okay if if you don't have it right away you need to let us know and we're going to bring in us uh uh you know a, the other guy another pitcher and but that's going to burn them both for the next game so it's really going to ride on the third the the next guy so like right or you know there used to be rules I know other teams, like teams in the past have had rules such as like, if you give up four runs, you're out no matter what, no matter when you give up four runs, you're out. The next guy comes in, next guy up. So, but within the playoffs, like four runs is huge. You get two runs in right. the playoffs. Maybe that's where you want to pull a guy like, but you right. got to take it. You got to take a view on like, 
how their pitches are. Like, is the opposing batter just stepping up, or is it bad pitches that they're leaving out? So, like, no, this is some interesting ideas for what what the playoffs have to bring for us. If there's going to be a lot of three three man ro- uh, rotations, like, right? How that's going to get played it? with, and how you're going to balance it? Yeah, yeah, for right. sure. So that's interesting. Yeah, it, it it it's definitely something that we can touch on in further podcasts once the playoffs start rolling around. So we'll have uh, to ask a few teams how what if they have any if they're willing I, I, to share. I, their I, was, I was gonna say ideas, I don't think they're gonna but... share it if we're gonna be shared <laughs> it on the podcast. <laughs> no, all right. <laughs> so yeah, I, I mean that's fair. Yeah, Hopkins is kind of anybody up there. It's ridiculous. Uh anybody. So. Those are my five that I would consider, and I got to somehow narrow it down to one. Um, but all right, what about our MVPs of our cities? All right, MVP. Um, for me, some common names that we've heard so far: Epstein for the vibes. He's doing it on both sides of the the, uh, the game. Uh, Doctor Seuss. You know, uh, I know. We just gave him some love for the Cy Wiffle area, but uh, you, lest not we forget that he's hitting over 400 right now with 19 bombs and uh, a 503 OBP. So, like, the guy is on base or driving guys in for his team. So, oh, 508 OBP. My, my bad. Um, uh, I love Hater for MVP as well, just because he's been pitching well for the writers and hitting too. It, it, it's kind of dropped off over the last couple of months, if we're going to be honest. But um, so those are three big names right now. Um, but also I think you got to throw Scrabble in for the Braves, not just for rookie of the year, but also for MVP. Uh, he, he's got a great average, great OBP, great OPS that you hate um but he, he's hitting well he's being on base all the time not making a ton of outs and then he's also pitching well for the Braves so uh I think those are four big names for uh the Egan side to look out for okay yeah and I don't have anything against those names at all um so yeah uh, I, I'm my... sure there's some arguments for or against some other guys but you know those it feels like there's Really, three teams leading the way in Egan right now, and Vibes, Braves, and Baby Cakes, and it's because of those players right now. Yeah, so that's yeah. kind of how it feels to me. Yep. Yeah. Um, for my MVPs, I ha- well let let me kind of discuss on how I do MVPs. Most valuable player. How I look at that is if I were to remove that player from that team, sure. where where would that team be? Not necessarily, like, say, I remove somebody from a top-tier team. They'd still be up there. Yeah. Well, this, um, is, this has been a, the argument for the MLB for a long time, too. Like, should a guy on a last-place team be able to win the MVP, like Andre Dawson or uh, A-Rod for the Rangers back in the day? Because if you take them off that team, they're still a last-place team. What does it matter right. if they won 30 games or, you know, 50 games? It, it's still a shit team. So, yeah, it, it's for me, I like that idea of are, are the top teams, if you take a guy away, what's happening? Yeah, yeah. So right. that's kind of how I look at it, just because 
it doesn't make sense to vote for a guy that's having a great year on a great team that would still be great if they, he wasn't there. Was he really sure. the most valuable player? And given the amount of super teams, quote unquote, super teams, or just like yeah. great teams we have, does, yeah, I think that should really, you know, factor into it. Right, right. So, with that being said, I have Airbud as probably my leading candidate for MVP because um, he's leading the way for basically every stat for the Chihuahuas this year. And I know that I mentioned it earlier this year is how far could he carry this team towards the playoffs or through the season. And he's definitely outperformed what I thought that he could do. Um, my second would be Nightmare. Um, he's having an unreal hitting year, an unreal pitching year. And if you take away his pitching on the Grasshoppers, who's their number two? Smallpox? He's been known to be wild. I don't think the Grasshoppers would be where they're at. I think they'd be more down towards where the Americans, the Rubber Ducks, the Rumble Ponies would be. And that would still be a way closer division race than what it is right now. And then my last one, I know I said it, but Dumpy... Um, I think if you do take Dumpy away, the Aces are still just as good, but he's having a dominant performance on the hill that you can't really overlook. Um, and he's and, leading the team. He's leading that team in home runs too. Right. And it's not with this like an all or nothing approach. He's still hitting almost 300 with an almost 400 OBP. Like it's his offense is right there along with right. that dominant right. pitching. So, Right at, I would probably say Dumpy wouldn't get my vote just because he is part of that team. You take away him, and that team's still really good. Oh, so, sure. um, I just had to throw him in there just because he he is having a good year uh, to the point where I can't just turn my head and say no, that doesn't count. Right, right. So oh, no. those would be my three MVPs uh, to consider. Hey man, you you know how I feel about the Chihuahuas. I had them winning that division <laughs> from the get go. They're my team. Like you had the Millers, I had the the little dogs. Um, yeah. So I'm an Airbud fan through and through. So bark right. bark, baby. Yep. <laughs> oh man. All right. So any shout outs that you have, or anything that you want to touch base on before we close this one out? I, I don't know. It's been a long time since I've been on the podcast. I'm glad to be back. I like hearing your voice. I like talking to the people, even though we don't get the immediate feedback. <laughs> but uh, it's good. I'm glad to be back. So um, we got, what, three more weeks of HRL before the playoffs? Three more weeks, yeah. So uh... <sighs> let's finish out strong boys and gals. Sorry, didn't mean to be sexist there. That was a faux pas. But, um, yeah, no, that's about it. Like, let's finish strong, HRL. Let's... Um, Go out well and get ready for Wiffapalooza in the playoffs and have a good time before the weather gets crummy and snowy, like we all know it will. Yeah, and you just reminded me that where'd the season go? Oh, I think about <laughs> that a lot. Like I'm the it, type. It, it of guy feels that... like we should only be like halfway through the season, and yet we're just getting towards. <sighs> we're like almost the... done. Yeah, I am the type of guy who will sit. Like I will be, I will come home from walking the dog in February and I will look at all the snow and I'll just be like, Oh, just imagine 
at some point you'll be out here in shorts and a t-shirt walking the dog and you'll be warm and sweaty and it'll all be worth it. And then this time of year comes around and I start looking around. I'm like, Oh, it's going to get cold soon. Yeah. And then it's going to snow soon. You know, just don't focus on it. Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, yeah we, I, I think this has been a great year for the HRL. So yeah, hats off to everybody. I mean, it, it's been one of the more fun years in my mind. Yeah. We have good teams. We have good people. We have a good front office. Um, we have a good thing going with our like affiliates, like uh, Shakopee Bowl. Um, yep. So like, let's just try to keep the good vibes going. That's what exactly. I have to say. Yeah. And then a uh, little teaser for the next podcast that we're going to be doing is that we're going to try to predict Wifflepalooza and maybe talk about some playoff matchups. Um, yep. We're still going to have one week left on that, so it's going. It might be tough, but um, we'll overall, do our best. Just, yeah, right, there's exactly. going to be some touch and go on a few games, but for the most part, I think we'll. By then, we should pretty much know the teams that will be in Wifflepalooza. We might not have all the matchups correct, but uh, right, right. Yeah. So we're going to do that, and I uh, we're going to have a special guest on that one, hopefully. Um. The Godfather himself. We'll see if he even likes that nickname. Yeah, um, we'll have to ask him because like <laughs> yeah. there are so many guys in the league that don't like their nickname, including myself. But uh, we'll have to see. Do you like yeah. your nickname? I don't know if we've ever talked about it. Um, I've grown to like it. I, I've embraced it when I was younger because sure. I, I got the nickname like in seventh grade or something like that. I hate yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. But now I I'm embracing it. And obviously, you can see that when I show up to events and I got the stash rocked. So, oh, for sure. Um, yeah. So, I, I, I've embraced it. I didn't like it at first, but tough shit. That's what I got. Yeah. That's kind of how I am, too. I know some guys have tried to change their nicknames over time, and sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But, uh, yeah, I occasionally get reminded how my nickname really should have been the butcher and or butch or butcher. But, um, yeah, missed out on that opportunity. Wasn't smart enough to do it, so now I'm Sanchez forever. So yeah, yep. is what it is. Yeah, gotta write it out exactly. So with that, if we have nothing else, here's to good friends, cold beer, good weather, and good wiffle ball. Hopefully, see you in two weeks. I'm drinking Bush Light. Just so everyone knows, we didn't we didn't go over it. I'm drinking. Oh shoot, I forgot. I, I, I did. I did forget about it. Dang it. Okay, oh, what are you drinking? <laughs> I'm drinking Bush Light, and I don't like it. But it. We had a block party today, and one of the neighbors brought it over, thinking they'd be funny. And I, I'm telling you, I'm looking at the can right now. They are going all out on the rural crew because it says for the farmers on top. It's colored green and gold for John Deere. It says John Deere on it. It has a picture of a tractor. And like I've seen some other ones that are like have corn on them. Yeah, this is this is Iowa beer through and through. So I'm drinking a couple bush lights here. So um what are you drinking? Oh, this is gonna shock a lot of people. I'm drinking water. Ah, water. Yeah, I yeah. love that water. I do. I don't know. It, 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 it's it's tough for me. I on a Sunday night. Uh, yeah, it, it's it's tough for me. I I have not been sleeping well, so I don't want to be adding in the alcohol to make my sleep even worse. So we have got some that going. very different philosophies on life, my friend. <laughs> <laughs>
that's why we work out so well. Yes. <laughs> no, that's good. You yeah. drink what you want to drink. Don't yeah, let anyone tell you otherwise. If you want to oh, drink Diet Pepsi at brunch, you drink Diet Pepsi at brunch. You oh, just you be me, you. I, I don't listen to what other people tell me how to live my life. I, I'm I'm over that stage. So good, good. <laughs> yeah, but all right. I think we can sign off now. All right, you can. Yes, go for it. All right. So here's the good weather, good friends, good wiffle ball. <laughs> Till next time. <laughs> Till next time. La 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 bamba. Shade it in. Yeah. What you gon' do for the bag? Yeah. Spin it like in my last. Yeah. Spin it, make it all bad. La 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 bamba. Shout it back. Yeah. All the cash up for grabs. Yeah. Mmm. That's no cap. She like that, I keep coming back. La 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 bamba. She just want all Celine. She like the bar Kareem. I'm trying to get all between. She pop it all on me. Take on the shopping spree. Let her get a property. Come to my palace. I know you tired of them doobie cap. She like my fashion. I put on shrimp.